So hello race fans, how are you doing? The day on which I'm recording this episode is January 25th. Welcome to the Tyree Wardrum Motorsports Show. This is all about motorsports, all things motorsports related, okay? All the things that I enjoy, even things that sometimes I don't enjoy but I'm sorta interested in. These are the kinds of things that I really check out and that I really talk about. And this episode is really, is really about, you know, talking about the Dakar Rally and we're also talking about Monte Carlo that just passed this weekend. So, without further ado, I kinda wanna dive into that. Well, actually, before I get to that, Follow me on my social medias at uh, on Instagram or uh, on Instagram at Tyreek Waldron and on Twitter and TikTok at the Big Ticket 07. I am doing stuff on TikTok, making my you know little videos and little clips and all that kinds of stuff. Some insightful questions, some insightful conversations. Go ahead and follow me on TikTok. And if you want to reach me and have conversations with me, by all means, head on over to Twitter uh, at the Big Ticket 07. That's the best place to reach me and the best place to interact with me all together. Um, outside of that, though. The Dakar Rally, I, I, it had some big news, just had, had some big news um, in its passing. Um, not only with a legend passing away, but also with a current contender uh, passed away. Now, I just want to start this off with a quote by uh, Eckhart Tolle. Um, the reason why some people love to engage in dangerous activities such as mountain climbing, car racing, and so on, although they may not be aware of it, is that it forces them into the now that intensely alive state that is free of time, free of problems, free of thinking, free of the burden of the personality. Now, in my concept, I, I, just, like the, I just like the thrill of speed. I just like that thrill. And I feel as though if I'm never in that thrill, um, then I'm not really pushing my limit. You know what I'm saying? And if, if you feel comfortable, that's, I think that's another quote too. If you're feeling comfortable, uh, then you're not going fast enough. <laughs> um, I mean, but either way, this is not a laughing matter. Um, Rider Pierre Sherpin, uh, he passed away at 52 after sustaining head injuries uh, from a crash off of his motorbike into the car rally in, I believe, the seventh stage. Um, he ended up passing away uh, during transport from one of the, I believe, Saudi... Um, hospitals to a French one uh, he passed away during that transport and definitely this was his fourth uh, this was his fourth Dakar and um, or Dakar and uh, definitely a sad sight to see you know he uh, underwent neurosurgery and was stabilized but like I said he passed away during uh, transfer in a medical plane um, he was competing in the original by Motul he was in 77th position in general standings um, for those of you that don't know, the Dakar Rally or Rally Raid is just an, a long, long and 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 variety ba based uh, rally. Um, basically, they run for about I want to say what's the conversion between kilometers and uh, <laughs> uh, let's find out, shall we? So you know they can run approximately. 20 to 30 kilometers or that's I'd say 10 to 15 or 20 miles um, and if you think about it, of all off-road terrain and all that stuff some of them do run longer but this is just to give everybody a real you know grasp of what it is um, some of these do run much longer but uh, that's just a general thing and it is all off-road and you have to follow specific and you have to follow like GPS navigation and all that stuff to figure out where you have to go there are fuel stops as you go um, 
obviously i believe it's just one sector that's only about 20 something miles or 20 miles or something like that so add it all together because there are plenty of fuel stops and all that stuff as well and team stops where you have to you know do repairs on the fly do repairs by yourself that's one of the things about the dakar rally it really pushes that that knowledge of of your vehicle how, like how well drivers and all that stuff can know about their vehicle because they really do in case something goes wrong you know uh they really have to fix what exactly is happening like they have to do it on the road like they're they're like miles away from their team they really have to figure it out and really have to get it done um it's not necessarily like rally where they might be like within you know like they can drive up and get them or something like that at the end of the stage or something or marshals can move them out the way you no know, marshals are usually pretty far the closest thing is the helicopter camp um and maybe a film crew maybe a film crew um that's about it man but definitely a sad sight for uh for chirping to uh for pierre um to pass away and uh my condolences to his family and i mean i don't know what's going on with uh you know all the things that's happening but hopefully they're they're holding their head up um now i mean i could i could dive into it really i could dive into it really but i'm just gonna go ahead and talk about the actual event feeling that you know i kind of got that you know out into the air um obviously there was a legend that passed away i have no idea what his name was because i'll be honest with you me and the dakar rally don't really have a, a an extensuous history okay um i mean i could probably i could just look it up <sighs> Let's see. Okay, that didn't work. <sighs> Hubert Oriole, he passed away. Um, he uh, actually participated in some of the first Dakar rallies, and um, he was one of the first people to win. Actually, I think in the motorbike category as well as the car or truck category as well. He's definitely someone who has history within the Dakar uh, society and the Dakar, you know, um, environment and all that stuff. And, and he's definitely someone who was well respected and he has passed away at the age of 68. I'm not sure from what, but he has passed away. Now going into the actual event, okay, the Dakar rally was from January 10th to January 15th. I was supposed to do the episode way earlier than this, but uh, I just wasn't into it, just wasn't into it, and uh, I would rather, you know, take some time and do it again, or take some time to try it again, and, um, and really give you guys some really insightful stuff. Now, going into it, um, Kevin Benavidez, he clinched his first Dakar rally title uh, on Friday, the, on Friday's 12th and final stage. Now, Honda had back-to-back -back wins in, with uh, the motorcycle class, okay? Uh, that's from 2019, well, sorry, that's from 2020 and 2021, okay? I believe, I'm not 100% sure they actually did stuff last year, but that's besides the point. They have back-to-back -back wins from the last Dakar Rally event to this Dakar Rally event. Uh, Honda now has back-to-back -back wins, something that hasn't been done ever. Okay, um, now with the bikes, the final standings, uh, Kevin Benavidez, the stuff that I really paid attention to, I'll be honest, was the bikes, uh, the cars, and then I just checked over a couple of the other championships. That's really all I cared about was the bikes and the cars. They have trucks, they have UTVs, you know, the side-by-sides, they got uh, quads, they got 
cars, like I stated, they got bikes, then they have like original style bikes and all that stuff. Like it's a lot, it's a good variety of content and it's a good variety of ent entertainment that happens within the Dakar Rally. And if anyone is interested in off-road racing, by God, I recommend it for you. Um, if I keep going with it, shoot. Like I said, with the bikes uh, in the final standings, it was Kevin ben uh, Benavidez's first. With Honda, number two was uh, Ricky Brabeck. Uh, with Honda, number three was Sam Sunderland with KTM, Daniel Sanders with KTM, and then Skylar Howes with KTM. That's three, four, and five. Now, the thing that I really want you guys to understand when I said the major distance and how the actual, the, like the rally raids are actually done, you follow and navigate, you have to kind of navigate on the fly of where you're going. And in most races, the distance between first and fifth might be a few minutes. With the Dakar Rally, it's about an hour and a half. And that's between the motorcycles. Uh, I believe it was an hour or I believe it was uh, 52 minutes or something like that. Now in the cars, it was about an hour and a half, most definitely. Uh, but with the bikes, it was about uh, 52 minutes. Now Honda, like I said, they had a one-two finish and that was the first time they had a one-two finish since 1987. I believe that's the only group that really struck with a one-two finish. I'm pretty sure there might be some other ones, but it's, it's definitely limited for a one-two finish on how many teams have actually gotten that done. Now, you know, in the cars final standings, you have uh, Stefan, uh, I don't know how to say these people's names, uh, Peter Hansel with Mini, and then you have his actual, like, real competition um, for this actual series was uh, Nassar Al-Atiyah. I hope I'm saying that right. I'm probably butchering the name, but he was with Toyota. Now, Mini and Toyota was really competitive throughout this entirety of the series. They were really like switching places of first and, you know, second and, and really going back and forth. And it was definitely an insightful, you know, thing to see. And I think it came down to basically the last stage between these two teams. Um, you know, these guys were really pushing it. And then, of course, there was Carlos Sand Sr., not Junior. Junior's in F1. Carlos Sand Sr., he likes to do his off-road stuff. He will be participating in a Extreme E coming up in April, no longer in March because they have a whole bunch of stuff that they have to get done and they keep extending shit. I hope they don't continue extending it, but I don't really have control over that, so whatever. Um, uh, Carlos Sanz Sr., he was with Mini as well. He came in third and um, there was another Toyota and a BRX for fourth and fifth. Now, like I said, the gap between this was about an hour and a half between I think one and third and then the hour between one and, and the, the, the gap of time between one and fifth was almost three hours so definitely it shows you like the kind of things that that can go that it really goes on like the extensuality I don't think that's a word but like the extensive distance of of what the Dakar uh, rally really is and you know it's something that a lot of people don't seem to understand but you know once you watch it and you actually you know spend some time with it maybe watch a couple highlights you know uh, watch a couple breakdowns you'll see um, exactly like how the race is supposed to be you know what I'm saying like you'll understand why these why there's three four hour gaps between cars and all that stuff um, obviously if you go in like touring stuff uh, like 24 hour Le Mans or whatever you know you might find like 
52 minutes to an hour in distance between first and fucking last but you're not gonna find you know that type of stuff between first and second or first and third you know what i'm saying guys are usually keeping pace fairly well but with the dakar rally it's totally different it has nothing on it's not the same it's not it has no comparison honestly um ooh, where am i going with this <laughs> Now I said Carlos, uh, Carlos Sanz Sr. He was my favorite to win simply because, um, you know, his name. Basically, uh, WRC champion, of course, and his son is also making a statement in Formula One, and um, he's also participating, like I said, in the Extreme E's inaugural season starting in April. Hopefully, hopefully, it's only about five. Uh, I think five stages or five events, seven stages each, um, but. You know, it's something that I would definitely be tuning into, and I suggest that you do as well. Um, now, the car is definitely um, a good preemptive, like off-road event leading up to Extreme E. You know what I'm saying? I feel as though Extreme E could have somehow used that to like market-wise, but hey, they didn't. And I, I mean, hey, all props to them. They know what they're doing. They can handle whatever. Um, I just figured like it would be like the perfect place to showcase their vehicle or something like that. Um, but they're doing their own thing. Um, a quick update in that though, Jensen Button has the for the 2009 Formula One champion, Jensen Button has joined up in Extreme E with his own team. I believe it's JBEXE. Um, he has now created his own team and he will be a driver. Uh, I don't know if I'm going, I don't know if I did a breakdown of Extreme E, but I will do that in a separate video on my YouTube channel. So head over to my YouTube channel, okay? And make sure that you definitely, definitely check out my breakdown on this. It will be coming out around the same time as this podcast, probably later on in the week. So just head on over there, hit that subscribe button and show love for your boy. Now, um, where was I under the car? <laughs> ah, now the first place winners, like I said, for the bikers, for the bikes, it was Kevin Benitez. For the quad, it was Manuel Anduja. Uh, for the lightweight vehicle, uh, it was Franch Francisco Lopez Cantardo. Uh, for the trucks, it was uh, Dmitry Sotnikov. Um, for the car, like I said, Stefan Peter Hansel. Uh, the original by Motul where unfortunately Pierre Chirpin had passed away is, I don't know how to say this man's name, Arunas Gelesninkas, I think, I don't know. Um, for the side-by-side -side vehicles is uh, Francisco Lopez again, and for the classics, it's Mark Dutton, or Dutton, however you pronounce his name, I don't know, I'm not their parent, but those are the champions. And like I said, this is what, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight different classes of vehicles, all participating in the same event, all doing the same exact, like, real rugged uh, racing and off-road style, all that kind of things. It's definitely something to watch, definitely something to, to really pay attention to. For the bikers, you got, for the off-road guys, the KTM, you know, Honda, I'm not sure if Yamaha participated, but they definitely should have. It would have been incredible. I, I feel like they participated, but I don't know. I haven't heard, I haven't seen any Yamaha news coming out of the uh, the car rally. I watched a good bit of it. I didn't watch a ton of it because I have stuff to do nowadays, um, but I watched a good bit of it, you know, during my off times, and it was, it's always something to see. Um, plenty of crashes for anybody who's interested in those types of things. I don't know why you would be, but there's plenty of those and all that kind of stuff too. Obviously, like I said, racing is 
dangerous dangerous but it's where uh it's where people who really you know love that thrill uh they feel free you know what i'm saying like they feel at at, at peace basically uh, i'm trying to think of a quote that i heard i think in a video game but i'm not sure where exactly i heard it at but that's okay i just dropped something but whatever um stepping away from the Dakar rally though. Yes, I am an old man, I am an old soul. I got my notes on paper and I got it right in front of me. So y'all might see me looking down from time to time, but it's okay, it's okay. This is what I do, this is what I do. Um, huh, I don't really know where I'm at right now. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, let's take a little break in between. I just wanna say, um, I don't know where I'm at. Happy New Year, basically. I'm pretty late on that. Like, like really, 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 really late, but hey, it's okay. Uh, it, it's okay. It's it's still January, so therefore it still counts. Um, but anyway, WRC Monte Carlo has just passed. Like I said, it is January 25th. It just passed yesterday. Or yeah, either yeah, it just passed yesterday. Just finished up yesterday, and boy oh boy was I tuned to the TV. Well, technically to my computer, I wasn't near a TV. Well, I was near a TV, but like yeah, it, whatever. But this is this this episode is basically off-road theme. You know what I'm saying? It's pretty much off-road theme. Now, Seb Ogier takes his eighth. Well, actually, first of all, Seb Ogier takes the first win of the season at Monte Carlo, right? First win, first race, Monte Carlo. This is his eighth, his eighth win at Monte Carlo. So he just has a, so he now has a new record. He now holds the record for the most wins at Monte Carlo. And of course, this is his farewell season. So there's probably gonna be someone later on who's going to take that off. But what a way to start off your farewell season, Seb. What a way to start it off. What a way to really show just how good you are. Man, that was great to see. And of course, Takamoto Katsuta. Um, Impressive run all through, all, 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 all throughout, you know, all the stages of Monte Carlo. Came in sixth. Definitely someone that I will be keeping my eye on. I don't know what the hell he be typing on his Twitter. I do not feel like using Google Translate, but man, man, I like seeing what I, I, I'm, I like seeing what I'm seeing from the kid. I like seeing what I'm seeing from. Him. Um, but going back to Seb, uh, he seals his fiftieth, his fiftieth win, um, and I think it's been him and Julian Ignacier for like forever so i believe ignacia or ignacia however you say his name uh he also has technically has that record as well um now elfin evans he finished second uh elfin evans is you know up to par with seb uh on on some occasions um he didn't feel like you know pushing sometimes he dwindles sometimes he he, he he really performs but he never ever drops underneath fourth so he's definitely a consistent uh rally driver um you know, Toyota had a one-two finish overall, of course, uh, for Monte Carlo, and Thierry Neville rounded up third for Hyundai. Um, he had a hard-fought time, honestly, and I mean, in the power stage, he could have came back and really put down that pressure on uh, Elfin Nevis, but he decided to just, hey, finish it off and keep pace, and he really did do that. He really did perform well, and of course, you know, he finished off third. Um, and in the news, him and his... Uh, ex-co-driver had split and he has a new co-driver i have no idea what his name is um but whatever he has a new co-driver and um they're 
on a successful run. Uh, I mean, it's only been, you know, one uh, one event, obviously, but of course that event has multiple stages. So, hey, they 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 perform fairly well to be coming in third. Uh, you got to be relatively, you know, in, in, in you got to be relatively consistent to get that. Um, so props to them, props to them on their new pairing and their new relationship. Um, now, Toyota, like I stated, got the one-two finish. This comes along with the debut of their new team principal. So props to him because, you know, if they look good, he look good. Um, I don't know how to say his name. Jari Mati Latvala. I'm just going to say it like that. Now, Toyota had four cars within this top six. Uh, and in rally, it's like, I think it's like top eight or something like that. That's really like the top performance cars or whatever. Like the people who really perform the best. Um, I'm pretty sure like that's when like the point system falls off greatly. Um, now they had four cars in the top six running, uh, plus the one-two overall finish, of course. M Sport had a tough time staying in concession in contention for best performances. Uh, M Sport's uh, Timu, I don't know how to say this man's name, but Timu, he was pushing hard on the opening stage, um, and I'm guessing he misjudged grip, lost it, and M Sport's hopes, along with Timu's Fiesta, ended up going down a mountain. Not far, but ended up going down a mountain. Um, he's a he's he, everybody's cool though. Everybody's all right. Everybody's happy. Oh, uh, well, obviously they're not happy, but everybody's relatively, you know, um, safe uh, as of right now. Now, with the final results, of course, that's Sebastian Ogier, Elfin Evans, Thierry Neville, uh, Kaya Vervampara, Danny Sordo rounded up fifth, and number six was Takamoto Katsuta with Toyota. Damn. I want to. Oh my goodness! I want to see way more out of this kid. In the last, uh, in at Monza, he actually did fairly impressive on the um, on the power stage at the end of the race. He did fairly impressive, and by fairly impressive, I mean he came in first for the power stage and really put down the medal. So I know that he's definitely capable of a lot, of, a lot of good things, and I want to see him really put down like some pressure on Elfin and Sebastian because I, I know. Hey man, he he knew but not knew at the same time. Like he definitely don't have the experience that the other two have, and of course, you know. Uh, but I see it, I see it, and I'm and I'm I'm really hoping that he's gonna put down some pressure. But uh, Sebastian OJ, what a way to start off your season! What a way to start off your farewell tour! My goodness, my goodness, my goodness! Congrats on the win and congrats on the new record. You too, Julian. <laughs> um. Now, I don't really have much else, okay? I don't really have much else. I am sorry. Um, the roar, the Daytona definitely has taken place. Uh, the Daytona 24, you know, all the qualifying, all that stuff took place. All that, all that, all those things took place. I don't have all my notes together on that yet. That's probably going to be a standalone podcast episode. If not, it will probably be a part of more of a road racing team epi uh, themed episode. So... Listen in next week because, like I said, this is a weekly podcast show. Well, I didn't say that yet, but this is a weekly podcast show. So stick around. And if you're watching the YouTube version, subscribe, man. Subscribe. Let you know, show brother some love. And by all means, there is going to be, you know, an abundance of content coming out on my YouTube. Not just these, uh, not just these uh, podcast episodes. Like, I mean, I got a whole, you know, I have episodes ready right here. Everything's I got. Four, five, six, seven things scheduled, ready to go. Uh, there's other stuff that I have set up, ready to go. Well, it's not ready to go because I got to upload it and all the other kind of stuff and yada, yada, yada. But 
I got a lot of things that are definitely on the verge of doing uh, what I needed to do. Um, so if you're listening to the audio version, head on over to my YouTube channel. Uh, there will be a link in the description, so you can copy and paste that. Or you can just head on over to YouTube and type in um, Tariq Waldron, T-A-R-I-G-W-A-L-D-R-O-N, like the Tariq Waldron Motorsport Show. Uh, same spelling. Whatever. Hold on, I just had to take, a, take me a sip of water. Um, now, sticking with off-road, like I stated, Extreme E has Jensen Button now. You know, it has um, Hamilton's team as well, but I think Hamilton's team has Carlos Sainz Jr. on it. Uh, not Jr., Sr. on it. Um, oh, actually, no, my bad. I think it has Sebastian Oje on it. Yeah. I think it has Seb Oje on it, and um, that kind of, whew, that's a big name <laughs> in the off-road world. Um, there are definitely a bunch of people who are going to be, you know, uh, impacting this a lot. Um, you know, the Extreme E is split amongst male and female. Uh, everyone gets equal drive time and all that stuff. It's all about raising awareness and the places that they chose are places that have been greatly affected by, you know, uh, global warming and humans basically have been negatively affected uh, and impacted by the things that we've done. Um, now. Where, where was I going with this? Like I said, <laughs> it's coming up in April. Hopefully, they did push it back from March, but it should be coming up in April. They're getting everything lined up. But, I mean, with, you know, Jensen Button and his team just now joining, I don't... Is that going to change stuff? You know, like, this is the kind of stuff that runs through my head because I cannot wait for the Extreme E Live to pop up. It's all electric off-road racing. Now, when it first came out, don't get me wrong, I did say that it looked slow. I did say that these trucks look slow, but after seeing them more and more and after seeing them perform, after seeing what actual drivers can do with these things, man, I'm telling you it's something that you're going to definitely want to check out. It's something that you will definitely want to check out. And I'm glad that the topic of all this, I'm glad that the topic of this episode is really just sticking with off-road. I don't know what I'm going to title it yet, but just sticking with off-road, okay? I'm glad that this is where I'm at with it. But Extreme E is definitely something that I, I want everyone to be hyped for. I want everyone to support it. It's not only for a good cause, but it's has some of the biggest names in them. all the motorsport racing tied, tied to it. Lewis Hamilton, Seb Oje, now Jensen Button, the former uh, F1 champion. You know what I'm saying? Um, it has, I mean, I don't, I don't know a lot of the females' names. I'll be honest with you. But this is definitely going to raise awareness on who they are and what they can do. Um, and, you know, there's other big names that were uh, tied to this, like Sebastian Vettel was a part of the testing stuff as well. Um, and there were a whole lot of other names, you know, like I said, Carlos Sainz Sr., all those kinds of people that are tied to this, that are tied to not only, you know, the testing and qualifying, but also tied to the actual racing and all that and, and tied to the teams and, and all those kinds of things. Those, this is going to be a standout event. This inaugural season is... I'm hoping it goes off without a hitch, and I'm hoping that it, it really does get, you know, the uh, all the things that it needs, you know, the, co the the commercial impact and all that, and all those kinds of things that I know it can bring, basically. I, I want to see it succeed. I want to see it succeed, and I will be talking about it, <laughs> watching it, 
pushing out news about it, all those kinds of things, I am glad. Head on over to my Instagram. You can, anytime extreme, I follow the page. Anytime they post something, it goes straight to my story. Uh, so definitely head on to my Instagram. That should be up in this corner, right? It should be up in this corner now. I put all my stuff up here now. So definitely head on over, head to that stuff and definitely check it out. Okay, definitely check it out. And um, Extreme E is, is, you know, it's gonna be all across the world. Well, I think it's, well, they're trying, yeah, they're making it basically all across the world. Um, and you know, they're going to those areas really impacted by global warming and they're really impacted by human negativity and all those kinds of things. Um, I think, yeah, and they're gonna be on a boat or something like that during that time. Uh, God, yeah, I think they're gonna be, you know, literally uh, on a boat like the, basically the paddock is going to be a floating paddock because they're gonna be on a, on a ship or something like that and they're gonna travel the world and all those kinds of things. So definitely something that I can't wait to see. I can't wait to see what, like all the things that these guys do. And I can't wait, like when it becomes an, a legitimate competition, you know, when when guys are really just, just going out there to, to, to be fast. And, you know, of course, you know, the underlying uh, meaning behind all of this is raising awareness and being green and all that kind of stuff. So definitely, definitely definitely hope all of this goes off without a hitch i will i am i'm a fan and it hasn't even happened yet <laughs> in my honest opinion i am a fan and i cannot wait for not only the inaugural season but i can't wait for the next one after that just saying extreme e as of right now you have been doing everything right keep it up and don't do it um that's about it for the episode, man. I don't really have much else. I don't really know what else I can really talk about. I'm not sure if there's more off-road stuff that I might have missed. Uh, I mean, yeah, there's probably some dirt bike stuff and, and maybe I, and, and some dirt track stuff that I probably missed. Um, I only checked at the dirt track a little bit. I didn't watch a whole lot of it. I had a lot of things. I have, I have a lot of things that I do now uh, and I don't really have some of the time that I have, but hey, man, maximum effort all the time, 24-7, so I will still be doing everything that I need to do. And uh, I know I said I was going to be recording these episodes a little bit more if I had the time, by all means, I will. If I don't, you know, just be once a week um other than that though head on over to my youtube channel at uh tyreek waldron if you're listening to the audio version links will be in the description if you're watching the video version hit that subscribe button and uh there will be a ton more episodes to come there will be a lot more things that i i will be doing on the channel so by all means just hit that subscribe button and uh, you won't be waiting long i promise you in a couple days honestly you will not be waiting long um and uh follow me on my social medias it's one of the best places to interact with me uh and you know definitely something uh some insightful stuff that could pop up on there if you want news and updates on the motorsports world by all means head on over to my twitter um if you want you know some quick glimpses into the extreme e live or if you want to see classic cars and stuff like that head on over to my instagram at tyreek waldron and if you want to hear insightful conversation uh, well no <laughs> if you want to get you know some insightful tidbits and some uh you know some quick uh thoughts and stuff like that some insightful questions that you can answer in the comments and all that kinds of things head on over to my tiktok at the big ticket 07 it is a i'm just now really getting into it so you know after i I'll, I'm going to be putting out some more time into it. So I have a whole abundance of stuff that's going to be on there. But follow me on there as well. Um, other than that, man, 
peace. I hope everyone have a, has a great day. I hope everyone, you know, really goes out there and do what they need to do and really celebrate their life. I hope everyone has a wonderful time uh, doing whatever you do for fun. 2021, I don't... <laughs> I don't necessarily know what all is going to be going on this year, but hey, live it up while you can, live it up as best as you can, and live it up as safe as you can. Um, but of course, if you're someone who likes to chase speed like me, if you feel safe, you ain't going fast enough. But always remember that it comes with a price. Just saying.